0: This is Terminal Talk, Model Railroad Podcast, the audio journal of the Owensville Terminal Model Railroad, with your host, Tom Convoy. Greetings fellow Model Railroaders, this is indeed Tom Convoy, and welcome to episode 16 of the podcast. It's good to have you listening today. Hey, the sun is shining today here where I live. The temperatures are slowly beginning to warm up. It's been a long, cold winter here and boy I wish I could report that I've been spending all my time in the man cave uh, working on model railroad projects and unfortunately that has not been the case but I have some interesting news about the future of the Owensville terminal model railroad and that news is I'm moving which means new model railroad room wish I could say that I was going to a space that was going to provide me with uh, much more room to build a layout Uh, unfortunately it's actually going to be uh, a bit smaller my layout room has been regulated to a spare bedroom in the main floor of the new house you know kind of bums me out the basement is completely finished an awesome spot for a brand new model railroad but unfortunately my wife has laid claim to that space for her hobbies and crafts and um, hey you know that's okay. I've uh, I've had the uh, run of the old house that we lived at uh, with a basement with the model railroad and all, so uh, I'm happy to give that space up. But uh, I do have my own designated room, which is uh, great. It is a carpeted room. It's uh, a bit smaller than the current room that I'm using right now at uh, my old house but uh, I've already been over there before I even uh, measured for drapes and all that other stuff uh, I had the tape measure out and I was measuring the floor space for the new layout which means it's uh, time to start looking at some track plans and getting some ideas and uh, that's what I want to talk about today on episode number 16 really taking a closer look at the uh, track planning process and uh, I'm gonna offer up a few suggestions on the things that you can do uh, to help with uh, planning it uh, I have to say this is a fun part of the hobby uh, I really enjoy the planning I think it's one of the reasons why I have found myself not getting to the point of finishing a model railroad to completion is after a layout gets so far and I have to say when I get towards scenery it seems like as soon as I hit the scenery work and the scenery start and progress I start getting these thoughts about uh, hey what about building something different so that's where I'm at now and I want to talk about that a little bit more on this episode okay I want to take a closer look today at track planning and I've mentioned that in a past episode but uh, I'm just gonna share with you some things that I do uh, that uh, I found helpful and you may find them helpful you may not so uh, Take what you want and leave what you don't want. And uh, I want to talk about the uh, Model Railroad Magazine. I, I quit subscribing to them about three years ago. And uh, I'm not going to get into all the issues of why I did that and what's going on with that. But uh, one of the features that I really used to like and I really do miss is the uh, track plans that they would put in the different issues. And I know on the uh, website, If you subscribe, you have access to their uh, track plan database, and uh, that probably was my favorite feature. And I guess that's probably what got me in the most trouble when I was building a model railroad. I happened to see a brand-new track plan that looked really interesting and thought, hmm, maybe I ought to scrap what I'm working on and and build this one. And uh, that's what I want to talk about. Uh, When you're looking over track plans, uh, keep some things in mind. Uh, First of all, um, is it going to fit the space that you have? And I know when I first got started in the hobby, it was you dream big. And, and you look at space and, yeah, I can fit that in there. And uh, the reality is when you start to try to cram everything in there, especially if the space doesn't fit, uh, listen, I'm going to save you a lot of heartache. Uh, it just doesn't work. Uh, there's things you can do. You can modify track plans and all. And that's, uh, uh, that's really what you should look at. Uh, I won't say that you shouldn't take a track plan out of Model Railroad or, or any other hobby magazine and uh, build it the way they have it but here's the thing I find that I've never been able to do that even even when I had the best intentions of building it exactly the way it looks in the book uh, keep in mind the track plans that are drawn won't necessarily fit even if you have the correct space uh, that's just the nature of those drawings so here's a suggestion I have as you're going through track plans pick something out and listen you can spend years doing this Because you're always thinking, well, maybe next month I'll find something a little better. The danger with that, or the problem, better word, problem, is that you may never get around to building anything. So, narrow it down as quickly as you can. And a good way to do that is something that John Armstrong talked about called Givens and Druthers. Now, I'm not going to go over Givens and Druthers with you. If you're interested in that, uh, Model Railroader has some books from John Armstrong. Or uh, you can go to Wikipedia and do a search for givens and druthers and it spells all that out for you and I think uh, National Model Railroad Association the NMRA has that information so uh, look for that but it basically in a nutshell what it is is taking a look at the space you have and the limitations you have what can't change and then what you're looking for Uh, what are you wanting to accomplish you know what what scale are you gonna use Uh, what type of error are you going to model what type of equipment would you like to have on your layout and it's a good way to get your thoughts organized because uh, I know when I first started the hobby uh, I would find just a really neat little short line thought that would be really cool and then all of a sudden you get another track plan would come out later and it would have you know a big class one operation and be like oh I want to go modern I want to do that Uh, the problem with that is is you'll never get around to building it if you're like me Uh, so you're gonna have to make some decisions and sometimes we have to make those hard decisions which simply is this you may not have the room to build what you like so definitely get a list of of what you just gotta have and then as you filter track plans through it or or if you design your own track plans whatever you do um, keep those things in mind and and I will say this if you spend any time in this hobby uh, your interests are going to change I know mine have Uh, when I first got started uh, I remember getting um I think the first model railroad book I ever bought was from uh, Dave Ferry his original scenery book, and uh, wow, I was just blown away by the scenery. I thought it looked really cool, and so that was kind of my emphasis. And then uh, as time went on, I started getting, you know, reading more about operations and and reading Tony Custer's articles and Model Railroader, and just kind of going that way. And and I found myself fluctuating where one minute I I wanted to build a real big scenic type layout, and then the next minute, no, I want to build something for operation. Um, I tell you what, you'll never get anything built doing it that way so pick what you like and keep in mind your interests may change but you know following your givens and druthers for that uh, will really help go a long way and uh, I want to talk about what I'm doing with mine and uh, hopefully this will help you out when I went to my house that I'm gonna be living at I went ahead and did all the measurements and it's very important in the layout room that you have or whatever space you have take careful measurements and uh, I did that wrote everything down and uh, now it gives me a footprint that I can look at and uh, I already have uh, two plans in particular and I'm not going to share those today uh, but I'll do that in a future podcast and I'll be posting that on my new blog more about that later in the uh, podcast but uh, what I did is when I finally decide which plan I want an idea that I've noticed other model railroaders doing that I'm going to try this time is uh, actually laying out uh, paper on the floor uh, on in my layout room and literally setting up pieces of track uh, on the floor to kinda get a feel for how everything's gonna look and what I found is I had uh, for a project I was doing with my work uh, I found a uh, roll of um, it's white paper it was at my local Walmart store and it was um, I think seventy feet 75 feet long and it was two feet wide and it's just just white uh, banner paper as I guess what it's called and uh, I found that what you can do with that is you can actually cut out that roll to the size of your layout tabletop or, or your benchwork, and uh, literally lay that on the floor, and then take your track, or you can even secure it and draw track lines and everything else like that. But um, I think one of the ways that I'm going to try it, and I've tried this before on a smaller scale, is to literally lay out pieces of flex track and switches and I'm not talking about hooking it all up just just kinda lay it in place to get a general feel if hey is this track plan that I'm looking at is gonna fit in this given space how how do I like the flow of the track Uh, maybe the track plan uh, was a little too generous and I really don't have the space that I thought I did maybe things are gonna be a little tight this is a good way to kinda get a a visual feel uh, for what your layout room is gonna look now that uh, poster paper banner paper uh, I don't remember how much it cost it wasn't really expensive but I know that you can also find the brown crap paper at at Walmart and other stores and uh, it's fairly inexpensive but I think it's a good way to do it so that's something I would recommend that's something I'm going to try and uh, I'll uh, post some pictures on my web blog uh, later on uh, about that process and uh, just really gives you a feel so that's a good way to lay out a track plan get an idea if it'll fit the space you have the tirade alright time for a tirade it's time to let off a little steam here and uh, first thing I want to talk about is what I call hobby price gouging and and this has been around for a long time and I know that this is a specialized hobby and I know there are a lot of there's a lot of manufacturers out there that because there's not a lot of competition they can pretty much set any price they want and get it but I want to tell you something $5.95 for a one ounce bottle of acrylic paint come on you know something I learned and I got this from my wife uh, my wife uh, is a. Um, she does a lot of hobby painting. She does the toll painting and stuff like that. And she's bought these little tubes of, you know, Apple Barrel, the plaid colors, you know, all the different colors they have. Uh, you know something? Those are acrylic paint. They have hundreds of colors, and they're a fraction of the cost of those model railroad colors that you see at the hobby store you see the same price online too I want to tell you something I've looked online for cheaper and I can't find it so you know what I don't buy those expensive one ounce bottles of paint anymore Uh, I go with the craft paint you can find any color you want in those craft paints and I know the consistency is a little different but you know something it's not too hard to thin them with some isopropyl alcohol or even with water and I find the cheap craft paints they work just as well than those expensive $5.95 $5.95 one-ounce bottles. Uh, so that really gets me steamed. And and I have one other thing. I was out last month and uh, went to Harbor Freight. And I know those are dirt cheap tools. And I know they're not very good quality. I found something really interesting. Those uh, bottle brush trees, I found a pair of pliers. They're, they're locking pliers and they got a little twisty thing on them that allows you to, to spin it. So that you can twist wire, and you know, for pine trees, a wonderful tool to make that. Harbor Freight had them. Had a small one, I think it was like five ninety five, and I think the large one was like seven ninety five. I know they were under ten dollars. One of the supply catalogs, that same pair of pliers, they want twenty nine ninety five. Now I don't know about quality, but you know what? I bet they're made in the same country. But I'm learning. Keep your eye open you can find better deals out there. And I know the economics behind it and all that, supply and demand, whatever. But I look at it this way. I'm going to look out for my bottom line and if I can find a cheaper alternative, I'm going with it. (sighs) Good to let off a little steam. I feel a whole lot better. The opinions expressed are those of Tom Convoy those with opposing opinions will need to create their own podcast. That's pretty much going to do it for this episode of the podcast. Uh, Don't forget to visit my blog page, got a new one now, it's at otmodelrr.blogspot.com and uh, I'll be posting my different uh, Model Railroad projects there. Uh, That's my uh, Tom's Model Railroad Scrapbook page. And the Terminal Talk page is no longer on Podbean, so you can find that now over at TerminalTalk1.blogspot.com. Anytime I have information or links for the show, I will post them on each episode. So be sure to visit both of those blog pages. And once again, thanks for joining me on this show. And I really do appreciate those of you who are subscribing and listening and appreciate the feedback. So thank you very much.